If you're looking for perspective, the Brody's Podcast is for you. I'm Mr. Brown from the Brody's, where we give our opinions on everyday topics, from music to politics to what's going on with our culture. Listen as we joke on ourselves, and in joking, help you find answers to some of those hard-hitting questions. So check out the Brody's Podcast at every place podcasts are found. Bro J Simpson. <laughs> bro J Simpson is definitely my favorite. Man. Uh, yeah, I I, I, I like Bro J Simpson. I was trying to mix it up because I've said that like a few times. Like, Yo, ego dot. What up? What's going on, man? <laughs> my man. Hey, Yo, how's it going, man? <laughs> super duper. Thanks to you, man. Hey, n- n- not a problem at all, man. I appreciate you just thinking of me um, when it came when it came to doing this one. And I just listened to y'all's episode that you put out last night. <laughs> She watched Game of Thrones and she gave kind of like a side uh, something. Yeah. And she gave yeah. oh, it was like the cake or pie. Cake or pie. Something. And he was like, <laughs> it was like he was deducting points from her. I was like, oh, <laughs> yo, that was a lot backwards. of fun. It was a lot of fun, man. And you know what? That's all it is. We just want to have some fun and bring joy <laughs> to people's lives, but also like deal with like real shit. Like people. Like I, I know so many dope people that are very concentrated in what they're doing. Uh, like yourself included, man. Like I'm a fan of yours because you know you talk about insurance in a way that makes it simple for people to understand. Yeah, and people are not inti- you know people are there's a, there's sort of a myth behind insurance and people are intimidated by it. So I feel like this is a, a a good good way to like really talk about it from somebody that's in it, somebody that's selling it. And, you know, you kind of talk to the people in a way that it's an, I don't even want to say lamest terms, but like everyday man speak on your IG, man. So I really appreciate that about you. And I, I want to introduce you to my co-host too, man. My man, Jeffro. Jeffro, Jeffro what's going on, man? No, man. Hey, not, man. How are you, man? Do, doing real good, man. Hey, you, you got a, you got a really cool voice, man. I got, you know, you hear my voice and I'm at like this really kind of high pitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like my voice. So. Bro, don't you sound like me? Don't. Like... You sound like me. All the time, man. Hey, yo. <laughs> cool. But yeah, you know, do, doing the, so doing the IG story thing and talking insurance, you know, I, I've been I've been in the industry for about 15 years. Wow. And one one of the things that I notice is either somebody's in it so long that they, when, when you talk when they talk to you, it's like they're talking over your head, but they expect you exactly. to get it. Exactly. Yeah. Or they're so new to it that they themselves are shaky. And so right. for my approach, it's like, you know, I, I, 
I know the technical terms, but you know, what yeah. kind of lame would I be if I try to walk around with that? Man, like, you put it in everyday man terms, and that's yeah. that's why I wanted to bring you into that kid too much podcast, man. Again, thank you for your time for doing this. You could be doing anything man. else on a Friday night. Happy Friday right. to you. First Happy all. Friday, man. Seriously. I fought my urge, man. I, I wanted a Captain and Coke. I settled for a glass of wine. So. <laughs> oh, man. oh well, I'm, I'm gonna keep it truly true. I've been drinking bourbon since about four p.m. today. Oh man. <laughs> uh, I yeah, need to go but, give me a cup then. Seriously, bro. Seriously. So, okay, let's get into it, man. Yeah, let's go, man. I want to I want to debunk the myth about insurance and I want to talk about the different types of insurance and I want to get people See, here's the thing, right? So we get black people. Black, and I'll talk about black people. I'll talk about minorities in general. Okay. I uh you, we wait until somebody dies and then we want to put up uh one a of those GoFundMe. uh GoFundMe pages to what? try to pay for the funeral. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't have to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to happen. And there are ways to insure yourself so that this this is taken care of. Am I correct? In yeah, I, that- I, absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and it's really cheap to do that kind of at an entry level. So um, I'll, I'll give you a little background about myself so that you know kind of what my perspective is sure. uh, to answer that. So I've been in this industry for 15 years. Um, my specialty is home, auto, and commercial lines, which means business. Okay. So it's like somebody owns a small business, they need coverage to operate. That's where I come into play. Awesome. Um, I'm, I, I recently just got licensed <laughs> to offer what we're, I'm about to debunk right now, which is the life insurance which okay. is kind of what you want to look at right there. Yes, sir. So uh, I just got licensed to do life insurance, health insurance, annuities, you know, just really aiming for the retirement side of things. Congratulations, um, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so one of the things that I did in prepare, preparation for this, uh, preparation for that license was I gave myself a quote for life insurance. Now, I got mm-hmm. it now, and that's what you're speaking on. You know, somebody dies and it's, oh, no, what do we do? Yep. It, it could be – so I'm 31, I ran a quote on myself to say, okay, let's say I want to I want to buy a new policy, right? Now. They call it they call it term insurance, which just means that for a certain amount of period of time, a term of time, you're yeah. gonna have this amount of coverage. And okay. you know, there are analytics that are you know, there's a method or formula to figure out how much coverage you should have. But essentially, what it means is for a certain amount of time, you at least have enough to uh, cover funeral expenses, sure. set your family up with a certain amount of income to make sure that, you know, they're not starving because they, they're missing Absolutely. your work. And right. to make sure that, uh, how do I put it? Um, if you have kids, like, you know, young ones, yeah, you might want to yeah. make sure they have college funding. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, and and uh, one thing that we look into, if somebody's like a homeowner, we'll say, okay, what's the mortgage on that? Let's make sure the mortgage is paid off in case mm. something like that happens to you. Right. I ran a quote on myself just to see what that would look like. I ran, you know, like a, I, I think I did it 500000 just to cover the basics of everything. Sure. Uh-huh. $20 a month. Seriously. Ah, uh, okay. It's see, that's, called, surpri- that's yeah. super surprising to me. And I think it, it might be surprising to a lot of our listeners because we think, you know, automatically, oh, it's another bill. It's something that I could never really live up to. But $20 a month sounds super reasonable. So, so go ahead and elaborate yeah. on that, man. So, um, so the product that I'm referring to, it's called term life insurance. That's the technical term, and I'll try not to go technical too much. Sure. But, but yeah. the idea is for a certain period of time, most commonly it's like 20 years or 30 years. For that amount of time, you have an insurance policy that says, I'll use, the, I'll use for just a base, for, for, the, for, for your listeners, just to give me an idea, what would... Who's your target audience? So I so I can give honest numbers. Based so on kind of honestly, 
we're looking at 20s to 30s okay uh, probably black and brown folks my, primarily but there are okay. some some white listeners shout out to my caucasoids uh, hey that's how all listening. <laughs> yeah shout out to all of y'all man uh shout out to everybody's listening to the i care to right podcast, but just generally from speaking to people and, and the feedback that we're getting 20 to 30 year old age uh, younger black and brown folks yeah, yeah. and and, and yep. in- so insurance, uh, I can say it. They, I, I was thinking about because insurance is essentially profiling, but it's not profiling yeah. on a race basis, but it is okay. on everything else, though. Age, and, and, I, and, and I feel like it's important to say this, too. Yeah. Uh, most of these people are, as you probably know, getting insurance through their job. Yeah. So they're, so they're not oh, seeking yeah. insurance outside of employment. Okay. Hmm. Okay. No, that's good to know. So th- so through your job, you know, they'll, the, if they take care of it, that's... uh. That's different. That's uh, group life insurance, and so right. they'll set you up with whatever their terms are in that game, right. you know, what, whatever their lingo is for that. But essentially, whatever right. whatever their fee is, it's usually less expensive to get it through the job than it is to get it individually. Okay. So I mean, that's that that's the given, and then you know, usually you can you can get that taken out automatically. So yeah, it's like you're not missing it. Like once you get used to that, mm-hmm. you're good. Um, from an individual standpoint, if your job's not offering it, let's say you're a barber, let's say you're, you know, in, in a field where you're paying yourself yep. or, you know, where you're 1099. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Any, any type of 1099 folks, um, you're going to want to get a policy and, and most life insurance agents, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to sell you bells and whistles, man. Uh, I'll, sure. I'll give you that sure. warning right now. They'll sell you bells and whistles. A lot of it's garbage. And not not to say that it doesn't work, not to say it doesn't pay, but to say that you're overpaying for what you need. And so for, for what you need, just the basic, let's say just the entry, I've seen it as low as $15. I've seen it as high as $35, just for plain old term policy. But what that means is there's no, the life insurance agent, like the purebred guys, they're going to try to yeah. sell you on the investment side of it. Like, oh, you can, you can make interest on your policy or you can, mm. you know, you, you can make money. And is that, is that the whole life? Uh, that's the whole life, people. Yeah, oh. and 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 that's not to knock them because I, I got a, I got a lot of friends that do that, and and I respect them, and I I think what they do is good because it gets people in a certain direction. Sure. Um, I hold a different philosophy personally, and it's that if I could save you money on the life insurance, you could take that savings that you just got and go invest it and yeah, give better interest. Oh. Yeah, my man. You know, my that's, man. that's my angle. So, so see, we jump right into this, man. I'm, I'm so happy about this right now. Yeah. Like, this is one of those situations. This is one of those topics where people don't really want to talk about, but need to talk about. Absolutely. And I think, yeah. and like I said, particularly with our audience, man, we need to have a real conversation and set ourselves up for success. Uh, we're not going to be here forever. Right. Um, my grandfather, God rest his soul, man, put put my family in a great situation when he passed away in 2001 yeah. uh, to be able to uh, make the most minimal payments on the home and own our home uh, right here in D.C. That's what's up. And I'm so grateful, so proud of that. And I just want to spread that love to more people. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So so, so I, I want to go back to getting insurance through your job. Yeah. Uh, what are the common things you're seeing and what are situations where you would advise someone uh, even though they get, they get it offered through their job, what is the situation you might say, well, look, you probably need to seek outside uh, assistance? It's rare. It, it, it is. It, it's rare because um, usually if you're, if you're getting insurance through your job, it's either life insurance or it's health insurance, yeah. Yeah. Um, more than likely. And through your job, that's the cheapest way because what they're doing is they're taking your riskiest person. And they're yep. throwing them in there like, yep. man, this person's at the doctor every other week. They always got a kid that's sick. <laughs> 
They always got this person has STDs. Yeah, yes, and they're always getting shots. You know, they just can't help but stop. <laughs> you know, when that happens. So when that happens, you you have that risky person. But what's offsetting that person's cost is that. 24 year old recent college graduate mm. that is new to the work field completely super healthy good health or you know i should say 26 because they're probably on their parents until they're 26 so you know that super healthy person sure. um you know going in there they're going to offset the cost and the insurance companies when they look at these policies they're not when you're first getting them they're not looking at uh the actual health condition they're looking at the usage of it so if so if you got Ooh. somebody using it all the time it's going to be right. offset by the people who aren't right. using it. So it's going to keep all the right. costs down for everybody. Um, you know, if you get it individually, that's your second best option. But from, from a health perspective, all the rules are out the window and it's marketplace, you know, affordable yeah. care act. Some people call it, yeah. some yeah. people call it Obamacare, you know, Obamacare. If don't nobody else care, let's put that. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's so the, the, the rules are out the window when it comes to that. Um, so, mm. you know, the idea of looking for something, you know, you're, you're going to play you're, you know, the, uh, you're going to get some type of assistance if it's too high of a cost or, you know, if you don't make enough, you know, you'll, you'll get some, some type of coverage assistance on that. But all in all, going through your job is going to be the least expensive way to do it majority of the time. So I feel like, uh, and you can, you can kind of give me a general profile of your customers, but I feel like yeah. your customers, when they come to you, they're a little bit later in life. Um, and they're, they're settled down and they're, they're just now about, I don't want to say getting serious about life, but, uh, they got aches and pains when they wake up in the morning. <laughs> I, yeah, would, would I be right in that assumption? You're, you're, you're completely wrong. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm happily wrong in that, in yeah, that assumption. No, and, and it's because we're, we're focusing on life and health right now that that tends to be kind of the angle that, that, that somebody would come with. Um, but really what, for what I do, I specialize in the homeowner's market and that, mm. and so it's just such a wide variety sure. of, of angle. You got a lot of young buyers that a new career, newly married. And so a, a part of that is that, you know, Hey, you know, you want to buy a home, you know, mortgage brokers are out there helping people, uh, get into their homes. Uh, realtors sure. are getting, helping people get the right house. And so where I come in at is that's really what my specialty is. So the way that I function, um, from a sales perspective is I target, realtors and mortgage brokers and sometimes title companies and inspectors and i help them on home closings wow. so people who okay. come to me are usually newly acquired homeowners okay. so once they buy once they buy a home you know they need the insurance so that's where i come in i do what i can fill out what their needs are sure helping them in that end and then from there now we get to, to talking okay who's your auto insurance with can i help you mm. or are you better off where you are right now yeah um that, that's where we can start talking now that you're a homeowner you now have your largest asset that you're going to have for the rest of your life. Sure. So that's where usually comes in. So, um, so let's talk about coverage then. So yeah. Home homeowners insurance. What, what is covered and what isn't covered generally? Um, homeowners insurance. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I just wrote, I typed up an entire email to, to a uh, prospective client or, you know, just somebody that I ran a quote for and I'm hoping to get their business, but broke down all the angles. So I, I'll, I'll try to, you know, I can usually do this in about a minute. Things that are covered on homeowners, the home itself. And it's usually, and if it's properly covered, it's covered to the cost to rebuild it. So you don't want to look at the, Ooh. you don't want to look at what the market says. So when the market's high, it's selling high, don't mean it costs that much to rebuild it. It just means that sure. it's going to sell well. If the market's sure. low, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to rebuild it cheap. It just means you're getting a heck of a deal. 
So gotcha. you want to you want to rebuild you want to insure the home for the rebuild costs and that mm. and mortgage companies sometimes want it for the loan amount and that's usually where I come in and say hey I got documentation saying that we're we're not doing that so okay rebuild costs is everything um, other structures which is an item which is like your fence your tool shed in the backyard your your in law suite where you you know put your in laws when they're in town. Sure. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we just stored them in a closet. Yeah. Part. <laughs> like, hey, there's an oversized closet with a bathroom. Sure. <laughs> um, so you know that, that that's covered under the policy, and you just want to make sure that you're covered for the right amount to cover those items. You know that could vary. Okay. Uh, your personal property, which is everything that you own in the house, that's okay. furniture, that's appliances. That's uh, clothing that goes all the way down to your silverware and like your wedding photos. Your wedding photos are insured. So even though you wouldn't think like, oh, like it's a piece of paper, like it ain't worth that much sentiment. Yeah, yeah, but how do you appraise something like that? Sentimental value. You go through this stress Mm. because you lost something, the insurance company is going to pay for it. Wow. Wow. So So, I mean, you look at you look at everything in your house and you say, what's this all worth? And that's how much you probably want to have in your head. And usually what I recommend people do is take pictures throughout their house. You don't, you know, they wonder how to document I've heard that it. before. Yeah. yeah. Just, just take pictures and email them to yourself. So that they're always, technically, they're always in a cloud if you email it to yourself. Sure. So, you know, take pictures of everything. So you got it in the phone or in the camera, email it to yourself so you always have it. And when something happens, you tell them, hey, man, I got a 60-inch 4K. <laughs> and they look at you like you're crazy. You, hey, look, you I'm at least take a picture, picture of somebody else. <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture of somebody else. Seventy inch TV. Just make sure the wall looks like yours, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, like okay. This ain't your house. So, so talk to me about natural disasters because I hear okay. a lot about natural disasters and things that are not covered in the event. Things that are not covered in the event of a natural so, disaster. So, I hear, like, like Hurricane Katrina was one of those big ones where you saw a lot of homeowners, yeah, get payouts. From their uh, policy because they either didn't have flood insurance, yeah, had hurricane insurance, but it was something along those lines. Yeah, so so um, I could use a couple of examples. I could use uh, Hurricane Katrina from '05. I could use what is a Hurricane Michael that hit that last last Mm. year in the Panhandle. Uh, We had Mm -hmm. Hurricane Irma in Florida, and um, trying to think what was the big one, y'all. It was Hurricane. Was it? It was Sandy came through New Jersey. Yeah. Sandy. Um, what was that? 20, 2011, 2012, something like that? Yeah, 2012. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, I could use any of those examples, but generally speaking, your your homeowner's insurance usually covers you for hurricane. Um, down here in Florida, so I'm, I'm in Orlando, Florida. I don't know if we preface that or not, but I'll, I'll throw that out there. So starting off, so normally you have hurricane coverage on there. And down here in Florida, we have a separate hurricane deductible. So, you know, it's a higher cost to you if you have that. When a hurricane hits, it depends on where the damage comes from. If, if we have a big hurricane comes through, you got wind knocking off the shingles to your roof. You've got water leaking down um, through the ceiling. All of that's covered through your hurricane coverage. Or if it's just like a, like we have tropical storms. So if it's just a storm or, or a hail storm, you have that through your regular deductible and you have all that coverage out there. But if the damage to your home comes because water showed up from outside and went into your house, you're not covered on your home policy. And that's mm. where flood insurance kicks in. And that's what happened to a lot of those people from Hurricane wow, Katrina. Man. Wow. Um, that's where FEMA kicked in. That's where, you, that's where, the, where FEMA, you hear a lot about FEMA, which is the, the federally uh, regulated 
uh, company yep. that takes care of the flood insurance needs. You know, they pro- they're they're the main rider for flood insurance in the U.S. Yep. So if your home if your home got damaged because water rose up, you weren't covered unless you had that flood insurance. Man. Wow. And unless somebody told you you were in a high risk area, chances are you didn't get it because it's not it's not something that's pushed heavily. Mm. It, it, it's See, and, and, that's, and that's why I appreciate people like you, man, that like, like I said, you get on IG and I want to shout out your IG, man. That's uh, E-G-O-D-O-T. Yes, sir. Uh, follow my man on IG. Uh, his IG stories to me are rather fascinating. Like I say, he speaks in every day, every man day terms. And, um, you know, these are tips that people need to hear ahead of the storm right yeah yeah and and usually what what i what i aim for and i'll be doing it again this year is I'm, i'll be going for a huge like uh push to kind of get information out there so hurricane season starts on june 1st it starts june 1st every year mm. and ends december 1st every year mm. and so we usually don't see hurricanes really start to hit until july or august um down here but we start promote pushing and promoting like hey get your batteries lined up get your clock radios ready get your get get make sure you start keep you know some nice supply of water bottles non-perishable we start pushing that around april or may look us us dc boys man we know spring summer (laughs) uh fall and winter we never we ain't never experienced hurricane as a as an actual season man so i I couldn't (laughs) really imagine right what that means to y'all but like all right so how do you even prepare so uh, outside of insurance, like, how do you even just like, do you do certain things for your home in a certain season? I would assume in the spring you start, uh, I guess, getting your home ready for possible impact. Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing is just making sure your home, you know, just making sure your home is in good condition. You know, it could be something as simple as looking at, you know, looking at the roof, making sure you don't see any, uh, any shingles missing, you know, little tiles up there. Make sure. sure none of that's missing, making sure that everything functions. I mean, there's nothing you, you can really do from a home standpoint to prepare it's more of a supply thing, making sure that you have your supplies lined up and ready. Because once a storm is announced, that's when people say, oh, we got to go get this now. We got to go fill up our gas tanks and get water and batteries, yada, yada. <laughs> you got a bunch of lines down here. You know, I, what I like to say about Florida down here is we have two seasons that we look forward to, man. It's summer and hurricane season. Yeah. Winter is about three weeks long. We had it We had it last month. We had about three weeks of we- weather between the 30s and 40s. <laughs> right now, it's like 80 degrees, and I was sweating. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Living man. the life. Go ahead, rub it in. Hey. <laughs> so, I mean, that's. But to prepare for it, I mean, it's just making sure you know what your devices yeah. need. I mean, for we all live on our phones now, so just get a mobile charger, Absolutely. get a mobile battery pack, and that's something that's new. We haven't always said that, you know, that's a new thing. But yep. get your flashlights, get the batteries for your flashlights. If you're a homeowner, like um, if if you're if you're a renter, you you may not you may be limited on this, especially if you're in an apartment. But if you're a homeowner, you may want to consider investing in a generator. That that's you know you can get those at Home Depot or Lowe's or you know your that's something store. you definitely see a lot more down south. Yeah, yeah. You, I, I don't know how what that's like up there. If you guys see, I don't know if you guys would use those if like snow comes in or you know I, I don't know up there. Is it more like blizzard days where it's like we can't? Yeah, do anything so we get this? blizzards. We get blizzards, but you don't you you'll rarely find people that have backup generators for their homes. Okay, uh, up here it's just uh, I think our power lines are a lot. Uh, I don't want to say stronger in that sense, but like you we say, better. It's a lot I mean, more. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we don't experience yeah. you know the the depths of weather that that you know you guys get as far as hurricanes are concerned. But we do get blizzards, and the yeah. funny thing about that is you know we we have that that preparation period where folks rush to the grocery store and get bread and milk. 
But yeah. I'm always joking with people like, look, if your power goes out this week, you better eat that bread. You better drink that milk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, got, you got about six days on that bread, but that milk will go uh, that fast. <laughs> straight up. Only so many sandwiches you're going to make. Now, yeah. now, now, I want to talk to you about your origins in, in insurance, man. What made you want to get into insurance? I didn't like working outdoors. Okay. <laughs> now, fair I enough. Mean, I mean, <laughs> I fair mean, enough. And, and, and that's and that's, and that's me kind of kind of really summing it up. So I've been in this. I'm 31. I've been in this 15 years, which means I started when I was 16. I heard you say that when you said you were 31. I was like, man, that's a career. Yeah, man. man. So so the way this happened. So growing up, you know. I, I'm I'm from the uh, you're too young to get hired by anybody, so go make money some other way. So I was into landscaping. I was selling you know blank C- I was selling burnt CDs at school. <laughs> uh-huh. was, yeah, um, and one of my guys, if he listens, I gotta I gotta shout him out, man. Suda, shout out to Jo, man, because he he's the one who really put me on the uh, burnt CD game. I was already bootlegging for fun, but he put me onto that. But oh, um. Man. But yeah, so selling burnt CDs, selling candy because nobody else was doing it, um, bub- you know, selling sticks of gum for a quarter. I mean, just any little <laughs> thing to, to, to put, you know, pocket change, you know, and I wasn't the best at it, but I did good enough to where, you know, I, I did what I could, you know, and, and have fun money. You know, that was always a thing. And, you know, I did landscaping and, and yard work on weekends to add, you know, that fluff. So I, I get to be the mm-hmm. kid that's, you know. 14 and happy because he got $70 in his pocket, you know? Man. Okay. <laughs> you know, know what I was you doing? You feel like a man. <laughs> you know what I was doing? Uh, you remember in the 90s when uh, having a pit bull was uh, rather pretentious, but also, like, it was just a thing to do. Like, yeah. people wanted to have pit bulls. Right. And so, uh, D.C. to Pottstown, Pennsylvania is about two to three hours in driving. So, okay. when I first got my license, I was 16, and I had a homeboy that would take me up to Pennsylvania. And he showed me these breeders where I could get pit bulls for $50 a pup. Okay. I would bring hmm. them back to D.C. and sell them for 200 to 250 <laughs> You were flipping yeah. dogs. Right, right. <laughs> Yo, to the point wild. where if you, bought a, if you bought a pit bull in uptown D.C. in, like, say, 98 to 2002, yeah. you probably got it from me. <laughs> Straight up and down. That's what's I, up, I found the hustle, man. And, you know, A alike, B alike, man. I think that's why we kind of gravitate toward each other, man. We, we hustlers like that, man. But, yeah, I just wanted to put yeah. that in there, man. So, but go ahead. Yeah, so, so what happened was – so. I knew at an early age that I wanted to work on a computer. I wanted to be in the AC. I couldn't stand being outdoors. It's just nobody, nobody was hiring. Mm-hmm. And then you turn 16 and you're walking around going place to place. Public ain't hiring. Blockbuster, you're too young. And that's how old mm-hmm. I am. Blockbuster was an option. <laughs> um, <laughs> I still got my car somewhere. Right, yeah. I'm a you know, the clothing stores, you know, the, you, you walk in, you feel like you fresh because you got, you know, you got your Echo Cargos on, Word. you know, like, you know, you think you're the man. And, I, and so it just wasn't working out. And lucky for me, my boss that who became my boss was actually my youth pastor at my church mm. or my interim. And he thought. Shout I, out to mentors, man. Just another yes, shout out sir. to mentors. Yes, yeah, sir, absolutely. Man. Yeah. So so he thought he, he I think he made a mistake. He thought I spoke Spanish. I don't speak a lick of Spanish, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm half Puerto Rican, half Caucasian. Shout out to both parties. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he thought I spoke Spanish and I don't. But he brought me in for an interview and he liked it. And so I just stuck around. And at 16, I'm opening. The, I'm, I'm going to school. I'm riding my bike man. to the office after man. that. And I'm opening the mail and taking messages and doing spreadsheets, you know, help, helping him keep track of his books. 
And then it just went on from there. I turned 18 and got my uh, my first license that said that I could be a, a certified professional service rep, which is how about that? Fancy uh, language for customer service. Sure. So you call, I'm the guy answering the phone and answering your questions, but I cannot Word. sell the product. Oh, wow. I waited until I was 21 to get my license to sell the product and been doing yeah. that ever since. Um, went to college throughout it, man. Went to UCF, got my bachelor's in marketing. Um, didn't didn't use it for the for the uh, career path, but I use all the knowledge gained as just knowledge for the career field, and so you know it just works out that way, man. But yeah, you man. know what? College really a college degree uh, in today's society basically means that you are teachable. Uh, <laughs> Word. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't because most of people I know with college degrees are doing something else. And and I won't say most. I say yeah. I won't say the majority of people that I know yeah. use their college degree Aren't to do something else. They, yeah, yeah. Unless they unless they focus on law, pre law. Uh, most of those people turned out to 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 follow through with uh, law school and become attorneys. But uh, other than that, man. Yeah, you, you, know. you know. And and this is one of the things that you complimented me on at, at first, and I appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to say complimenting like, yeah, I'm, I, you complimented me. Bro. <laughs> nah, man, we, we want to big up people on our oh, kids too much podcast. But man, we want to big you up for real. But but the ability to um, speak in a simple term for what I do. Yes, I, I, I developed this because. In my, in my social circle, my circle of friends growing up, um, I was one of the few who got to go to college, who had that privilege, whether it be, be because my, you know, I had friends that you know, either made mistakes and they didn't graduate high school or they graduated and just didn't do the college route, you know, something to mm-hmm. that effect. But I'll put it like this. Every friend I have is smarter than me. Mm. I just mm. had the opportunity to get the piece of paper that says that I accomplished something sure. beyond high school. But, you know, my friends, you know, a lot of them were mechanics. Um, my, 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 best, my best friend is a server, and he's, he's a brilliant mind and way smarter than me. I, I just have a piece of paper that says I got a degree. And so I yeah. say that. So, and so not, not talking about him because he's a brilliant mind, but a lot of my buddies who are mechanics, I like hanging out with them. But if I'm talking about what I had going on in school, you know, I'm talking about the literature that we're reading or whatever. Absolutely. They'll look at me right. like, Man, we ain't trying to hear that, man. Right. <laughs> hey, absolutely. The no ceilings tape drop. Turn that up. You know, like <laughs> you know, it, it, and that's just what it was. So it's like if I want to be able to communicate, I got to be able to talk at a level outside of the classroom and and sophisticated absolutely. whatever, trying to use big lingo when you can just dumb it down and talk to everybody. You know, absolutely. So, and, so and, that's and, my and I'm surprised to learn. I'm surprised to learn how young you really you don't get them both of us on this phone, right. man. Like, yeah. and 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 that speaks to like that really speaks to your maturity level. Speaks to Definitely. how you really want to help the community that you involved in. Uh, and like I said, we just really want big people up, man, on this uh, on this podcast. And I had to get you on, brother, because your IG stories. Like I said, I, I really <laughs> want y'all to follow Ego Dot. Yes, sir. On IG and uh, get yourself some education about insurance, man. If people want to get in touch with you in Florida, are you just are, are you licensed in Florida to practice? Yeah, I'm, to sell insurance? I'm, I'm only licensed in Florida. I'm open to offer advice to anybody. But yeah, I mean, e- ego dot. And that's the and that's my personal name on everything. So I mean, that's the, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Snapchat. But really, Instagram is where I really talk the insurance side of things. And I yep. try to do it from a fun perspective where it's like, you know, insurance isn't really a fun topic. You know, it's usually a serious topic. Yeah. I don't try to make it fun because then it's like taking it as a joke, but at least let people sure. see that, hey, man, it's not all about being uptight. Like, you, there's there's a human aspect right. to what we do. And so, uh, yeah, just, just trying to help the people out, trying to do what I can to 
educate people. And I wasn't sure what direction you were going to go with this because I was thinking in my head, man, we could go lighthearted. We could go, I could go real deep and philosophical on this thing. But, you oh, know, man. I, I'm just, I'm just By following all means, the... man. By all means, you know, yeah. I, like I said, this is one of those places I want to have real conversations with real people about real things that they care about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you want to elaborate, anything that can help the people, man, anything that can help the audience, I'm all for it, man. Uh, this is one of those subjects, though, that, that doesn't get enough shine. That's, yeah. People don't talk about it enough. Like I said, we got so many families. I see. I saw it <laughs> this week. Like Somebody started a GoFundMe page because their relative passed away too early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it shouldn't be that way. And 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 it takes planning to avoid that. You know, it's exactly it, it, it takes that it takes that planning, but it also takes so I was in a I was in a classroom setting recently and and uh speaking with a lady and, and she told me that she used to sell life insurance and she stopped because around her around her circle of influence, around her peers, they would buy the thousand dollar iPhone. They would mm-hmm. put they would put mm-hmm. the rims on the car. They yeah. would they would do these other things. They they would you know the Gucci belt. Now, you know those. Now we can talk about that. We can itemize those things and compare that to what insurance payments. Yeah. yeah, and and that's exactly yeah. what would happen. They would say, "Man, I'm not paying for that policy or that belt that that other item. I'm not paying, for, but I'm gonna go." Get that new iPhone because I can't live without Face ID with with the hundred dollar bill every month. Let yeah. me say this, let me say this, and you know I'm not I'm not saying this to like pat myself on the back or anything. Nah, go for it, man. Yeah. Um, I, I pay probably around forty something dollars a month, and I I, I make very little. I'm I'm a full time student. Okay. I, I have three kids. Oh, okay. Full. Okay. Cool. Are going to hit the lotto if something happens to me. Man. Let me just say, something does happen to me. All three of them, number one subset, suspects. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. But you know, okay, hey. yeah, you know, they. T- if something happened to you, man, they my kids at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how we roll. Yeah, you know. I mean that. Yeah, and and you want to make sure that they're taken care of. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the, the, the that was part, the first thing I went and got. Yeah, you got know, that term term. Uh, now, Life insurance. Yeah, ego, ego. I wanna, I wanna big you up too, man, because I understand you got married recently. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, man. just celebrated one congratulations, year. Celebrated one year, man. Yeah, yes, sir. yes, sir, man. My, my, my beautiful wife. Shout out to Karen. She's uh, my, my wife. I, I'm, I'm in the living room and she is in our room, <laughs> and uh, she is, uh, she's a student as well. She's a, uh, a legal assistant by day, and mm. a college student outside of work. So word, big, word. big up to my wife. I love you. I know you're in the other room, but we're on a podcast right now. So I gotta say it. Hey, y'all out here hustling. <laughs> y'all out here hustling together, man. Yeah, that's man. what it's about. Yeah. So I'm I'm we're gonna wrap it up, man. But what I want to do is I want to set it up for another episode, a follow-up episode where we can take callers in. And I'm gonna sure I'm gonna figure oh, out how yeah. we can how we can make that happen. But uh I want people to, to call in and get advice straight from uh the horse's mouth, so to say. Yeah, cool, man. Absolutely. Um, it's been a pleasure, brother. Uh, we could do this for another whole 30 to another hour. Right. For real, for real, man. Because <laughs> we just scratching the surface with this conversation. But I want to just get it into people's heads that this is an important topic. This is something that you should look into. If you're not insured, uh, please find a way to insure your valuables. Insure yourself. Absolutely. Uh, leave, your, leave a legacy behind Definitely. for your family. Hey, absolutely, man. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> hey, and mm-hmm. and I think the the most important, I I I feel like I gotta drop a, a gym. 
I, I feel like I please, need to drop a gym that, do. that helps your audience, that, that helps do. me. And it's one of those things that I, I need the people to understand. Insurance is based on everything about you, the good and the bad. This, this okay. holds true for auto insurance. It doesn't really hold true for medical and health anymore, but it holds true for auto, holds true, true for home, holds true for life. It's one of those things where everything you do is going to impact how much you pay. For, okay. for everything. So if you're risky, and this can come down to zip code. If you live, if, if you live in a neighborhood where crime <laughs> is high, you're going to pay more. Oh, God, I got to get away from Bankhead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like zip, zip codes matter. Um, age matters. Gender matters. You know, the, so, so I, the, the, the most important race, race, race actually, in insurance, this, this is where, I, and, I, and I tried to write this out. They don't, mm. they don't ask about race. But if you really wanted to dig deep into it and you wanted to specify, like, okay, who lives where, zip code yeah, matters. Absolutely. And yeah. so if you, if you, you know, and if you want to look at it as like a roundabout way of going toward that, or just like, how does that happen? Zip code can mm-hmm. determine it. Down here in Orlando, we have zip codes that you know, like, it, it's, it's a part of town where it's primarily Jamaican. It's a part of town that's primarily Hispanic. It's a part of town sure. that's, you know, and, and zip codes and certain insurance companies, they either jack the rates up or, or they cancel out. And mm. it's one of those things where, you know, don't, don't try not to take offense to it because yeah, it is it's, a it's, business. It's not, it's not systematic. It's not necessarily systematic racism as it is predictability or risk. Yeah. Uh, factor absolutely. of where you're living. Right. Yeah, yeah right. I, absolutely. It's, it's just the risk factors. So when it comes to insurance, you know, one of the biggest things that I try to let people know is, you know, if they ever say, why is my rate so high? It's it could be one in a million things, mm-hmm. you know, that that's that's kind of what I want. The, the, the biggest gem of like basic that I could drop on there. Auto an auto policy, 130 progressive does about 130 factors when determining your rate. Sure. So yeah, sure. like that's that's the biggest gem that I think I could drop at a surface level is everything about you matters when it comes to this. Well, how frequently should you revisit it then to try to like I guess renegotiate your race? It depends. The way I, the way I do it, I would say as long as your rate stays as long as you don't have a major life change and your rate stays within the same range, you might be okay. Um okay. when it comes to rates when it comes to two things like you mentioned I got married um, so when that happened, I reshopped it because that's a major life change where I got to add somebody new. I got to add a yep. new vehicle. You know, I might look at things that way. Otherwise, if you see a rate increase, the way I recommend it, if, if you get a new, a renewal policy and your rates within a hundred dollars, you might want to keep it. But if it's going up a hundred dollars over the course of like two or three years over and over again, time to shop. Or if it goes over up by like two or $300 in one shot. Sure. Time to look around, man. Sure. Um, auto insurance, I always say stay with them at least a year. Get, give any company for an auto policy at least one year before you move on. So I want to I I pause it right there yes. because a lot of people now are driving Uber and Lyft. That's a and tough one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what happened with me was I had got laid off in 2018. No, 2017, right? Yeah. And I started driving for Uber and Lyft, and I did not tell my insurance company at the time, and I'm not going <clears> to <throat> put them out there, uh, Geico. <clears throat> but, uh, oh, I don't represent them. You can, you uh, can knock them off. You're good. <laughs> You're good there. So I, I, I didn't tell them, but I did call ahead of time because I just wanted to be 
uh, knowledgeable about if there was something special that I needed to do. I just called them ahead of time just to see, hey, I'm interested in driving for Lyft, Uber. Is there something special that I need to do? Yeah. They ran some numbers. They said that it was going to cost me upwards of another $200 a month right. for what they called ride share insurance. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I declined at that time. Uh-huh. However, I still went and, and drove Uber and Lyft. Which I'm sure that the majority of Uber and Lyft drivers yes, do. Because at likely. that point in your life, you need cash, liquid you're coming in more so than you're pushing it out. Yeah. So at that point, I was driving for about six months. Right. And we get a letter in the mail saying... Um, we know now that you're driving Uber or Lyft because we got a call six months ago and you are at risk of being dropped from your insurance policy. Right. So basically we dropped them and we went to another company. The now, thing about you... that though is, is that there's an insurance company through Uber. And I'm uh-huh. not sure about Lyft because I've only, I'm only driven for Uber, but there's an insurance company through Uber that insures you for every ride. Yeah. But does it insure you, your car, or does it insure the rider that's in your car? It insures you and your car. Mm. Yeah, that, there's usually a limit. I want to say that I could be wrong because I, you know, I don't represent Uber. Sure. But I want to say sure. that that number, it's like 75000 in coverage is what it provides. Uh, Jeffrey, mm-hmm. do you know what that number was as far as like how much coverage they were offering on that? Probably. I want to say it was upwards of 100000 100, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that – so – you know, Uber is from. You need money now, like you said, LT. Right. You, you need money right. now. You gotta, you gotta make this happen. And Uber promotes itself as a way of, yeah, come on, sign up with us. We'll get you on the road. We'll get you paid fast. Yep. And you know, it's a great way. The insurance industry looks at it as such a risky factor. It's a liability, right? Yeah. So when, so when you're doing Uber, you're considered a higher risk at that point. Because now you're doing it for business. Now you don't know what you're going to be doing or who's going to be in the car. That sure. now, if you try to do it legitimately through the insurance company, you're now doing a full-time job because you got to pay for that policy before you can even make the money. Yep, absolutely. How long does it take absolutely. you to make $200 to cover that insurance expense had you gone through with it that way? It could take up to, I mean, depending on how frequent you ride, it could take anywhere from a day to a week to, to cover that. I won't yeah. speak on Lyft, but mm-hmm. Uber is a ripoff anyway. When you start to factor in how much you're spending in gas money and how much wear and tear your car is getting, you really aren't making that much. You get the money up front, but what okay. you have to pay out over time ends up being way more than absolutely gas upkeep. Um, yeah, any other factor. And, and that- and now we're factoring in, in the rideshare insurance that, that compounds the, the issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, the, so the thing that I've had come across when it comes to these Uber and Lyft deals, just like you said, you know, if a company's willing to take it, they take it at an extremely high amount, right? It's either that or I had a, I had a company that d- dig this. And, and, and this, you might get a laugh out of this because of how I consider it a rip once I heard it. I had a company tell me, they're going to do a ride share endorsement, which is just like, you know, they're going to put a little rider on there saying that you're, you're doing ride sharing. Yeah. You're going to pay extra because you're using the vehicle for ride sharing. They're going to cover you while you're driving to your route to pick your person up. Yeah. But from the time they get in the car till the time your passenger gets out of the car, you're not covered. Oh, 
You're paying extra <laughs> to not be covered Got because him. you're using the car for Uber and Lyft. Yeah, yeah. That was That's the wild. wild. I, I had to call the client back on that and say, look, this is this is the situation I'm looking at. And, and in the yeah. situation that I had down here was either you're going to pay $400 to get this added on so you can use it a month or you're going to pay $200 to get added on, mm-hmm. but it's not going to do you any good while you actually need it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, wow. you know, that, that wow. was, so that, that was the crazy thing there, but yeah, that's the, the insurance companies are um, not like they're scared, but you know, they understand the risk in it. So sure. they're, they're not, you know, it, it, to do it legitimately has now become almost a wash from, sure. from what I, from, for the part-timer, for the full-timer, I think you could, you could still do all right. But I, I'm thinking for the part timer, for the guy who just wants to do it on nights and weekends, it's I, I, yeah. to do it legally and legitimately like that might not be the best option Man, from an insurance I'm perspective. We, I'm glad we covered this. I'm so glad we covered that this because uh, <laughs> it's it's one of those things. That I won't say it's been bothering me because I stopped I stopped driving Uber and Lyft. Okay, uh, sometime in 2018, and um, it wasn't because of the insurance thing. It was just because like you know like Jeffro alluded to, it was just too much wear and tear on the vehicle and. Uh, we had downsized to one vehicle as a family, so it just, you know, it just didn't become a reliable source for me. It was more uh, effort than reward at that point. Yeah. But and, and shout out to everybody that's out there doing it, man. I know some guys that's out there every day, all day, getting it in. And I would, I would, I would really want to know if they are insured or if they, you know, use that ride share insurance, man. But uh, I would, I would caution to say that they are not. More yeah. times than not. Yeah. More, more than likely not. If if they're um if they're just trying to make the ends meet, which is what Uber is yeah. really there for, yep. th- there's a good possibility they're not. Um. Yep. Yeah. So okay, like I said, I just really want to thank you for for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank, thank you, thank you. Uh, we're gonna set up a future you. episode for real, cool, brother. man. Hey, my bad for dragging you guys out another fifteen. I leave the clock. Like, man, I really drove no, you guys out another no. fifteen minutes. My bad. This is fine. <laughs> I'm not editing none of this out. No, uh, we're gonna. <laughs> we're this gonna can really, this can really help some folks, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, thank you so much, brother, and uh, I look forward to building with you, man, in the future. Hey, absolutely, man. Likewise, bro. Lt. Jeffro, y'all take care. Be easy. Y'all have All a right, great weekend. Man. All right. Peace. Peace. Hey, this is LT from the I Care Too Much podcast. And I just want to take this time out to say thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We hope that you're enjoying our content. And if you are, we hope that you'll share it with somebody that you know and that they'll share it with somebody that they know uh, so we can get the word out there. The response to our podcast has been so tremendous, and I know that we can double that. And with your help, maybe triple, quadruple that. And it's all good. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at ICareTooMuchPodcast at gmail.com. I care too much podcast at gmail.com uh we look forward to hearing from you if there's something that you want to hear us cover or an interview that you want to hear us do or if you just want to get in touch with us in any kind of way uh we appreciate any feedback so keep on listening and as i said uh we hope that you share 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 across all your social media platforms you can follow me the host of him uh i'm him downstairs h-i-m-d-o-w-n-s-t-r-z find me on twitter find me on instagram follow me and share these posts thank you so much love y'all peace